Hello, hello, ladies. It's Emily and Patricia. And this is the Messy Faith Podcast because life is messy. But God already paid the maid. Yes, he did. So today we're going to dive right in in a conversation about control. I am a recovering control freak. Tricia? Yes. Are you, what about you? I didn't know I was until we had some conversations <laughs> and I'm realizing that I am. All right. <laughs> so we want to dive into uh, what is control? Why do we have it? Why do we freak out when we don't have it? And is there a healthy balance or um, and how does this affect our spiritual life? What does this say about our relationship with God? Um, and everything in between, and we hope to come to some sort of healthy conclusion. Yes. Neither of us are experts. No. We are just recovering control Real freaks. people who love Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> so jump on in with us. Um, you can comment or ask questions uh, during. If you're watching this or listening to us, we'd love to hear from you. That's ask at messyfaithpodcast.com. Yeah. All right, so Tricia, best guess, best definition, what do you think control is? Ooh, definition i don't know um, webster is, says is the desire to want something to go exactly how you planned it <laughs> okay let's <laughs> the strong let's desire and being disappointed when it doesn't or hurt when it doesn't or you know yeah no i, I dig it i dig it hey suri what is the definition of control as a noun control means the power to influence or direct people's behavior or the... Oh, the, oh, the Sorry, why did you stop talking? I found this on the web. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't like it when she does that. Okay, so I like it though, the ability to control people and circumstances. Where do we think... I would concur with your definition. I think control is, at least in my experience of, in, of control, is uh, I've set some expectations of how I want things to be. And so I want them to go that way. Yeah. And I want them to end up looking like what I thought. And so I was a, for lack of a better term, a closeted control freak. Like I didn't, I didn't really know I was, I think my husband did, but, but I really didn't know the depths at which the control went. Me too. I wonder where the need for control comes from. Well, for me, this is how I learned how I came out the closet. <laughs> but this is how like, no, I like how you put that because I never viewed myself and I've never been told that I've been a, a control freak at all in any relationship or circumstance mm -hmm. because I'm a pretty easy going person. Like I'm cool. I'm you chill. Are. You know, you're chill. I like to believe that, but <laughs> I'm learning with, and I think some characteristics can come later in life or in different circumstances too. But I've, I've learned that in my parenting, I learned through my parenting that I do struggle with control. And my um, control can't, comes from a place of trying to keep my children safe. And so it doesn't come from a desire to like want to be right or want it to go a certain way. Mm -hmm. But it comes from a desire to want to protect, to want to shield. And so a part of me felt like if I can, I guess, control the way things go, then they will never experience the same hurt, trauma, or pain oh. that I experienced. Okay. And so, and I didn't realize that's what I was doing. I thought I was being a, you know, a W mom. I thought I was like. What's a W mom? Oh, it's, kids use that term. It's like a win, winner mom. They'll say L mom or, or not even mom. They'll what? say L friend or L boyfriend or W this. Okay. Use L and W. So, All right, I'm gonna ask my kids if I'm a, if I'm a W mom or an L mom. Yeah. So I thought I was be <laughs> I thought I was being a W mom. I thought yeah. I was like 
like mom of the year, like I'm protecting them. Yeah. Got all these boundaries set up. I got all these rules and structures and they can't do this and they know this and no wrestling and no going over to anyone's house and no one blah, 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 and they'll never be alone with anyone and never this. And it was all because it's like they will not experience what I experienced. They will not have the same traumas and I'm going to make sure of it. And oh, here's dang. my cape. Okay. And I'm saving the day. So it's just a giant reaction to your past. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not wanting them to experience that. Interesting. Yeah. I think I definitely was a control freak with my kids a little bit because I didn't want them to like get hurt or experience pain in the same ways that I did, but not so, not so much. I've, I've outgrown that and I've learned that I have to release them into God's hands. <laughs> no, that's super hard to do, but so hard, so hard. It's like one of those everyday things. You got to wake up and like release them every Choose. day. But I think the form that control came out of me is uh, not, not feeling enough, like adequate, like mm-hmm. skilled enough, smart enough, all that. So my way of controlling the situation is then I became, I became the creative artist, right. With all mm-hmm. the big ideas and all this. So I'd have to like can control <laughs> that aspect and, control every aspect of the creative part and it's it's hard to realize that when you're really good at it mm-hmm. like not controlling but like your product mm-hmm. from controlling those situations and your creative vision and all that is like exceptional uh. i'm just like being a jerk right now and being like <laughs> i'm awesome no no, no, no but but are. it's hard but what it did for many many years i didn't realize this is that it masked control because i was the one in charge so i was setting all these expectations and then i made sure that they got met mm-hmm do you feel like a part of that too? Uh, I'm not a therapist, but do you feel? Like, <laughs> but do you feel like too the not feeling like enough, knowing a lot about a lot of things, also is a form of like controlling the narrative of like I am smart because I know all these things. You know what I mean? Because you're very smart. Thank you. I appreciate that. For me, no, only because me knowing a lot of things was on accident because the intention of me going in to figure those things out was Hmm. I was solving a problem. I wanted to understand something better. Mm -hmm. So it was always learning those things out of curiosity instead of learning those things to know those things, to talk about those things. Hmm. So I think it was an honest and genuine way that I learned them. So the heart of that knowledge in no way was, was that at all? That's I don't good. think that okay. was a good. That's a probing question, though. Hey, for sure. Because uh, I guess some people could just learn a bunch of things so they know those. For, I know people like that. I even oh. tried. I was oh like, my gosh, me, that would hurt my head. I, I don't want to learn. I don't have to. Yeah, I started <laughs> trying to look up. I would try to learn a new word every day because I was like, I'm not, I'm going to sound smart. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then I, that was I never that. my intention with learning. <laughs> like somebody asked me to like help them start this type of business, and I'm like, yeah. And then I have to go learn real quick how to do it, uh-huh. you know? And so uh, all my knowledge is just accumulating of starting different things. And since I'm like all over the place, at least I'm like all over the place on the creative spectrum. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I did all those things. So it's just cumulative. That's dope. For me. That's um, dope. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank yeah. you because I'm benefiting from it. <laughs> from it. So this is, I don't know if this is TMI and I know we're going to have an episode on sex ladies <laughs> because uh, I'm Emily and I, I like having sex with my husband. So, and you know what? God made sex. So sex is good when it's done properly. I mean, not like properly, but I meant like in the context of marriage with a consenting adult. Phrase him. Okay. (laughs) Let me clarify that. Some sex can be bad. Not that you're bad at it, but you know. Well, you could be bad at it too. But But can you? Praise him. Okay. Anyway, we're really off topic, but I know, but that's honestly where some of my control comes out. I am... Uh, a survivor of sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think that that manifests a little bit in uh, in our sex life. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm I'm in control always. Yeah. Um, and my husband is very very loving. And God gave me the right person because he does not mind if I'm in control (laughs) in that area of life. And so, I mean, that's one area that it comes out and just being so good, just being real people. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I think as humans, I think there's some form of control that's like totally healthy. Like that's good. I think Mm -hmm. God designed us that way. I think that it gets unhealthy when it starts inhibiting our relationships or inhibiting other people being who God created them, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's when it turns like toxic and if you start getting super, super frustrated yeah. when things don't go, I was going to say meet disturbing your ex- our peace, yeah. uh, disturbing your peace, yeah, yeah, or meeting your expectations, mm-hmm. and we're not being as flexible, yeah, then you, then you know you're you're having a problem, yeah. Or if you are using manipulation to get the result, like oh, what? because that's another form of control. People who, manipulate, yeah. Okay, I don't have much. Educate me. I'm not going to say any names no, because I got an example I could tell you. But About me? Talk, oh, no, no, okay, no. no like, I, I love you. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but sometimes people in authority or leadership, mm-hmm. they can want to see a certain result. So they'll use manipulation <gasps> to get that result. <clears throat> and whether the manipulation is shame or guilt or whether the manipulation is the word or use scripture to manipulate you to doing what they think you should be doing or oh, wow. maybe they need help in a certain um, area of ministry. And they guilt you into serving in that area, even though that's not what God told you to do. But they have a vision and an idea. And so they guilt you into to serving like you're supposed to be a servant. You're supposed when God didn't tell them to do that. It's just their selfish ambition. But they manipulate. Sometimes a lot of leaders do that. They manipulate the people of God into, you know, wow, doing what they want them. Well, to I just do. want to shout out to all the leaders that don't make that a practice. Shout we, out. We appreciate you. And thank shout you out to Tim and Brenda Taylor. They don't. <laughs> Man, you just hit like one of my holy discontents is when people use manipulation, especially when it comes to people's spiritual lives and asserting what they think or their view of what God has called you to do and what that looks like, Mm -hmm. asserting that control in your spiritual journey. Oh, I'm like mama lion, like roaring. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. Yeah. Let me tell you how this goes. Yeah. This is a flat command structure. Mm-hmm. There is Jesus and then there is all of us. And yeah. yes, people deserve, like, if they're in a position of respect, like the president mm-hmm. or your leader, there, there is respect. But but it, I just feel like it's a flat command structure. And the yeah. only person that has authority over us in, in, in that sense, in something so deep and personal, yeah. is God himself. Yeah. You know, the... And so, I, I, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm so sorry, but that's just that's just my view. Yeah, no. always honoring those who that God placed have above yeah, you and have authority. Life. I'm I'm not talking about going outside of yeah, that ruling. That I'm honoring or, that. Yeah. But even a good leader will will raise people up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And act in a manner in which you don't. It's like an invisible hierarchy, even though mm-hmm. it's not a hierarchy at all. That's just the best way I can describe it. Yeah. You know, they, they treat you as equal because in God's eyes, we are equal for sure. He loves each one of his children, each one, each one. male and female yes. skilled at this skilled at that usher or pastor, Everybody. worship leader, exactly or the member. same. Yeah. And that exactly the same is undeniably nothing can separate it. Yeah. Can't even quantify the amount of that love. Yeah. And it's present in each one of those people every single day of their life. Yeah. And just as an ad, since we're talking about like this in the church context, 
Um, that's why it's so important for us to have relationship with God ourselves. So that we know him, yes. we know his voice, we understand his characteristics. So we know yes. when somebody is maybe outside of his characteristics. Yes. And we have the confidence to ask why. Yes, and the girl. confidence to say no. Know your boy Jesus. Be- yes, because you are the priest of your home and you make decisions based off how the Holy Spirit is leading you not how someone is manipulating you, telling you, you need to be here every night of the week because that's what honor God's and that's, and God is telling you to take a day to rest because your children are overwhelmed and they haven't had any time with you. Yeah. You know, so oh, yeah. that's why oh, it's preach, so, girl, preach girl. You got it. You got to, yeah, got to have relationship with God so that you, you can't be controlled by, but, but if you are and you're unsure, it is safe. I will say that it is safe to submit to the authorities that God has placed in your life because God in knowing and seeing your heart will honor you and will vindicate you too. So, you know, given that balance to it too, it's not just everything they say. It's like, I'm questioning everything and I'm rebellious and I'm this. No, there might be some areas where you're not sure. And you say, hmm, because I'm not sure, I'll submit to what you're telling me to do. But if along the way the Holy Spirit says this wasn't me or I see that this isn't working out, I have the boldness and I have the confidence to know that I'm a child of God and I'm telling you no. Approach those situations in love and curiosity. And respect. And you can't go wrong. Well, that's what, you know, love is is a form of respect respects and like. honors. Yeah. And then if you come with curiosity, curiosity is doesn't really have an opinion yet because it doesn't know it's curious. Yeah. And so I think the tone of your attitude when you come in curiosity, yeah. um, it's just, it's, it's humble. Yes. It's, it's humble because it doesn't understand or know yet. Yes. So a wrong way is like, uh, why do you want me to do that? I don't need to do that. I already serve up here on me. Yeah. That's, that's not really asking in, in curiosity or honor and respect, but saying, yeah. Hey, I know you're asking this, you know, what about this or why this, or, you know, like still asking in a tone that's respectful and honoring yes. of the leadership that totally. that's placed in your life. I 100% concur with that. Yes. You can't cuss your past out guys. Exactly. Okay. So let's get to the big question. <laughs> yeah. Not like these haven't been big questions. Yeah. How, how do you think having uh, uh, you know, an issue with control, what does that say about you spiritually, if anything at all? Or what can we do about this? Let's just, let's just talk about that. So it, I or what say, have, what, sorry, just continue. Sorry. The questions are just flowing. I would say that, not that it says this about me, but it's revealing an area in me that has, is struggling with trusting God. Ooh, she and, said it. Yeah. And I didn't think I wasn't trusting God because there's so many other areas where like I trust him for big, crazy faith stuff, like with businesses and money and finance. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't struggle in those areas at all. But in that area with my children, I was more feeling like if I did these things, that's why my children won't experience trauma. And that's why it was like, I'm going to make this happen versus I'm going to do these things that I feel are wise based off my experience and mm-hmm. what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to trust you to meet the areas where I, where I can't, I have no control or what that I can't control. And so I think that's where it just revealed this area. Not that I don't trust him, period. 
just in this area I'm struggling. <laughs> just in this area. Just in this one area. I trust you to do this. Yes. But I'm unsure Look, of I this. trust you to do the miracles. Yeah, but not <laughs> but, the mundane. But not keep my children safe from a predator oh. or, oh. You, know, <laughs> you know, or being or being hurt by, by people or, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So... <laughs> So that that's what he showed me. He was like, you're going to drive yourself crazy if you keep trying to control these areas that I did not tell you to control because you think there's safety in that. Yeah, I think um, that's good. I think hearing you say that is um, and I I had just brings to mind that control for me is a way to not be anxious and to not worry. Mm -hmm. And because the opposite of control is being out of control. And when you're out of control, you don't know what's going to happen. And Mm -hmm. so I think that was like, that's like the complete opposite, you know? But since I've been learning this thing about radical acceptance Mm -hmm. and being able to not have control in the things that I actually can't control, Mm -hmm. like, like you, your child, you know, not being attacked or hurt by by a predator. Mm-hmm. There are only many there are so only so many controllables in, in that situation. Mm-hmm. But you're already worrying about a situation that's not reality yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's like what the Bible says, you know, don't don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah. I, I mean, don't worry about tomorrow. It's got this troubles of its yeah. own. And so I really have to have learned and I'm still learning at just literally releasing everything. And only controlling the things in which I have been given control over, yeah. which is my words, mm-hmm. my actions, yes. my my children. That's a domain. My family. Mm-hmm. I have I have some control. Mm-hmm. Like God gifted me those children. Yeah. It is my number one responsibility mm-hmm. as a parent. Yeah. To steward my children and raise them in the way and and love on them yeah. as best I can in my fallen condition. Yeah. You know, I assess situations now with what do I have control over? And then the things that don't fall into my controllable circle, mm-hmm. then I let the other things go. And I trust that one, See, again, this is, man, it just comes back to knowing Jesus, how you said relationship. And yeah. I, again, I have to, there's so much I don't know about him yet. And so much I'm still learning always. Um, But I have learned that, that he has my best, mm-hmm. that he is a good father. Yes. And I know that some of you might not know what a good father is because that wasn't your experience. Mm-hmm. And so the only way to do that is to read on on what the characteristics of a good father is, which you can find in, you know, the Holy Bible. For sure. Or phone a friend that knows, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. and just, or ask a question in the comments and yeah, we can and try we'll, to help you. We'll this. try to help you. So... And I, I had one of my friends like, and this was in a completely secular conversation. Like she's in the, the workplace and we were, we were talking about something and she said, Emily, we have this rule in our meetings where we always assume and we always start that everybody has our, the, our best interests at mind. That's Bible. So they, mm-hmm. I know. Right. <laughs> and she's just talking about some like work strategy. Yeah. Like they do this as a team mm-hmm. that in every confrontation or everything and every something that happened where expectations weren't met or something, they always come first with the mindset to the other person or to the group that the group or the person had their best interests at heart. And then they have the hard conversation of going over unmet expectations or what happened here. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to start a dialogue at, at curiosity and love. Yeah. And, um, I have a question to like what you're explaining because with radical faith, not to like, uh, but with radical faith, it sounds like that's being content. It sounds like being content with, like, I've done my planning. 
I've done like my due diligence in the areas that oh I can. Oh my gosh, yes. The underlining thing is content. Yeah. And the things that I can't control, like I've done all I can do to be prepared. It's not that I'm being lazy or I'm being negligent. You mm-hmm. know, I've done what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And the rest, let the chips fall where they may. You know, fall <laughs> oh, where they may. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's a level of that, like letting go with the outcome. I've done what I can do and the outcome's in your that's hands. A, that's exactly what it is. And so that's what I am doing. And it's what I'm currently relearning every day mm-hmm. to do. So I think what control means for us spiritually is that like you said, we just have, we just have other areas to grow in. I mean, cause there's many different areas in your spiritual walk, different aspects and yeah. lessons you're going to have to relearn. I mean, like we're human, mm-hmm. like situations in real life are ever changing. Yeah. I feel like, true. I don't know if you feel like this, but I feel like we are running really hard on this spiritual journey and we're trying to get somewhere, but we don't realize that we're never going to get there mm-hmm. until <laughs> we're with Jesus. Yeah. So we're trying to get this perfection and we're running like... We're running our race. You know, and we even say that even Paul even says, mm-hmm. you know, you, you run this race, you know, like mm-hmm. we're running a marathon, guys. Mm-hmm. But even if we say that, we're still trying to get to the end. Yeah. We still think that the marathon's going to end before we die. Yeah, I, I think don't the believe marathon is so. heaven. Yeah. I mean, I think the end of it is heaven. Exactly. <laughs> and so I think that... That with our with our need to control and control and and growing in our spiritual lives and trying to be this Christian, you know, the best possible way that rushes us mm-hmm. and that puts pressure, like we yes. put self pressure on us. Yes. Um. And so that's where the control comes from because yeah. you're trying to control all this stuff. You're trying to control the journey. You're mm-hmm. trying to get where you need to go. But when you know that you're not gonna, you're never gonna finish the journey mm-hmm. until you're with Jesus. Yeah. Like that is the end. It relieves that pressure. And then when you do, finally do, do. S- see him and you know, we understand and all that type of stuff and mm-hmm. we can ask him any question, whatever. Yeah. That it kind of, you, it, it allows you to not lollygag, but it allows you to walk comfortably with others. Yes. Without a rush. Yes. And it, it allows you to be content yeah. without ha- not having yeah. it all figured out. And I think that's the genuine journey we're supposed to be on. We're not supposed to, I think planning and all that is great, Yeah. but I think we can't plan so much where we are not led by the Holy Spirit and we're not walking with Jesus because we have a plan. Like, no, Jesus, I'm going this way because the plan says that this is the shortest route. Yeah. That's like, but there's giants over there that will take you out if you go that way. So I'm leading you on the path that's best for you and your development. And so that's a part of like what I had to learn to because I was running. I, I was You're, running I was before. Running I, I got was running. sweat banner on, man. I weights on my ankles. Man, and I had all the baggage with me running. And it's like, <laughs> if you would slow down and drop some of that baggage, this would be more productive and you won't be burning yourself out. You're about to faint <laughs> trying to carry all that stuff because you think you need to get here, you know. Yeah. But that was my story. But, <laughs> but now he's like, no, just walk with me. Don't worry about don't worry about even the areas that you feel inadequate mm-hmm. or the areas that you feel like or that you recognize needs to be changed. Don't worry about those things. Walk with me. Let me guide you. Let me heal you. Let me lead you. And then you'll have the outcome that I've ordained for your life, you know, versus saying, oh, I see this is wrong with me. This is wrong with me. This. So I need to do X, Y, Z. And you're trying, you to, trying control. to control it. Yes. It's doing it in our own strength. And he's like. I promise you I'm stronger. I promise you my yeah. strategy is yeah. best. Oh, that's worse. If word. you would just that's lay life. that down, yeah. Just like, no, God, but I have to be doing something. And he's yeah. like, 
no, I'm telling you to rest. Yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. A-, a little bit of a parenting corner, just because I've come into this recently. Um, teenagers and youth group looks different today than it has mm-hmm. uh, in past times. I was like, way. yeah, way different. And so one of my areas of worry is that my children aren't getting the same experience, youth experience that I did mm-hmm. because it, it's, it's hard to find spiritual growth. As, no, well, it's hard to find a good church. Oh, that too. I know that sounds really hard. <laughs> that sounds really hard. Well, um, it's hard to find a church that fits for your family. Let's say that. Okay. Because right? there's some that are good to other people. Maybe it's good to the elders, you know, but it's not good to the, to the youth, you know, yeah. or it's good for the youth, but it's not good. Or for maybe the it's, it's hard to find a, a good youth group. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know, because no, no, I, no I church you. is perfect for sure, um, and we have to find community. So, for sure, um, but that's that's hard. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so I'm sitting here trying to control my children's ex- youth experiences, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, because I'm I'm talking to Matt, and I'm like, babe, are we horrible parents because we can't find a good youth group for our kids? Hmm, like we're trying to control that situation, and um, he's like, Emily. Like, why are you trying to control this? You can't mm-hmm. control this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's another area of trust that even though their experience with youth is different yeah. than mine, that God is still going to show himself true yeah. and real. And there are things that I can control. I can control whether or not I pray for my children. <laughs> yeah. I can control how I love them and how I teach them at home. Ooh. Like, why do we just send our kids off to like a youth group or a Sunday school teacher and expect them to teach them everything about God? Yeah. I feel like that's the parent's responsibility. Uh-huh. 100%. And those people and those situations and contexts are all in partnership with what we should Already. be doing at home. The foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? This? Sorry, guys, not to if you're not doing that, I would encourage you to do that. I'm not bashing on anybody, I'm, but I'm just saying no, I'm just saying she's being real. Just being real. <laughs> no, but even in myself, I had to ask myself this question. If my children stray away, will I not still believe God for them to love him later? And I look at my own later, life, <laughs> love know, them later for them to love God for later. Them to love okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you're going to love your children when they love Jesus only. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. But even when I look at my own life, I've had seasons of straying away. Like before I came to God, you know, like I was in the streets, I was in them streets, you know, like yeah. I did a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And look, look what God did for me. You know, I know, I know a lot of powerful people who have, testimony a lot of testimony of bad decisions and being a prodigal child you know and god forbid what if that's a part of our children's testimony and that's something that i've had to settle within within myself mm-hmm. and it's not saying settle as in like that's what i want because i'm believing god that they will always stay in him and that yeah. they won't make a lot of the decisions that i've made but a part of being content is i'm content in every season no matter what it looks like I'm going to believe what your word said, says for my life and, and my children's life. And so that's a part of me, like releasing some of the control because yeah. before I was like, my children will never have a cell phone because I don't want them to get caught up in social media and all this stuff. But now it's like, no, my children can. And I'll set the boundaries, which is me doing my part and putting, you know, the parental settings on there. On there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then we deal with life as it comes. Mm-hmm. If God forbid, 
if there's a struggle with porn or God forbid, if there's a struggle of like inappropriate texting or that's what we deal with as life comes while holding Jesus's hand. It's not me controlling the situation by saying you can never have a phone and then you'll never have to go through those things because that's me saying that my children are safe because of what I've done and my power and my strength. And I'm going to save the day because I'm the hero. But yeah, he's really the hero of the story. Oh, wow. That's a really good point. It's like, and we should remember not to plan or dwell on things that haven't happened yet. Yeah. Because then I think that that word's called worry. Yeah. <laughs> That's called worry. Is it now? That's what worry is called when, <laughs> huh. a, when a situation or, so I just have this rule and I uh, try and teach my kids in it and I try and adhere to it myself. If it involves a what if, uh-huh. it's not a good idea. Yeah. Because that's, that's where worry and anxiety comes from. That's good. What if. Uh-huh. Uh, so, well, it's not if yet. So you don't need to devote time, energy to it if it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. You know, catastrophizing or your worst case scenarioing. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that. Yeah. I think it's okay to. Not saying that you shouldn't plan. Yeah, I know, you know, plan, you know. You do what you can. Exactly. But don't stress yourself out or think that because of what you did now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going to yeah. play my part and I'm going to trust you regardless. Okay. So how are we going to wrap this sucker up? We're going to wrap it up by if you struggle with being in control, call this hotline. No? <laughs> <laughs> We're right there with you. We're right there with you. No, but we are right there with you. And if that's an area or God has shown you that you are struggling in an area of your life with self-control or trusting God, then we're right there with you. You're not alone. You're not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, and let's get to the bottom of why, why we feel the need to control. And for me, that's what helped is why do I feel like I have to do it this way? And once I was able to identify the why, then I was able to release some of those things to God and acknowledge like, oh, because I think this. Yeah, know where to work. Yeah, know where to work. Know what skills to build. Yeah, so we do what we can, but we trust God with the rest. Exactly. So you're not alone. We encourage you, ask yourself why you're trying to control the situation. Yes. Um, And if you need community... You can always join ours join at us. hopesociety.social. Um, well, until next week, we love you guys. Yes. Um, accept where you're at right now. We hope to be involved in giving you the tools of where you want to get to. Yes. And um, we love you. How do you turn that thing off? <laughs> hey, it's Emily here. I just wanted to thank you on behalf of Satricia and I for listening to the Messy Faith podcast and allowing us to speak into your life. And hey, we don't want it just one way. We would love to hear from you. You can contact us at any time through our website, our email at ask at messyfaith.com. You can like us on Facebook, YouTube, or wherever you listen to us at. And hey, we'd love a little review. Can't wait to hear from you.